0: Welcome back everybody, this is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. We got another gun gripe for you today and we are gonna be discussing uh, just a slight update on HR 8 and HR 1112. Um, We're gonna discuss those just a little bit more in detail. Uh, I definitely wanna take a moment to thank SDI for being a big help to our channel, supporting us. They're a great group of guys. If you need anything that's related to higher education in the world of gunsmithing, uh, ballistics, reloading, any of that type of stuff. They are a great bunch of people and they will definitely get you taken care of. Um, And we've been involved with them a good bit, teaching on and off, you know. uh, Time, you know, we we stay pretty busy so sometimes it's hard for us to teach, but I really love their organization and they're a great bunch of people. If you need anything related to that sort of stuff, make sure you look into them. If you got unused GI Bill, they're great people, they'll take care of you on that. Um, So let's break into this a little bit more, okay. We've discussed H.R. 8, and I don't know if we specifically mentioned H.R. Um, eleven, twelve. Mm. but here's the thing that's scary, guys. The Democrats are getting really, really organized, and they are well-funded. They are motivated. They're organized, and they are most certainly trying at every single step to try to erode our rights bit by bit, and they're doing everything from reporting falsehoods uh, you know, spinning the data and making up data, rejecting facts, rejecting all things logical. And they're going down the, the complete emotional roller coaster of lies to try to get this thing pushed through. Okay. I'm going to briefly uh, mention what each of these... Uh, well, I'll let Chad uh, talk a little bit here about H.R. 8 and H.R. 11 well, so, 12.
1: Uh, H.R. 8 is the... I want to say that it's maybe the sister bill to the one that we discussed before in the Senate uh, regarding universal background checks and everything. But uh, H.R. 8 is the House bill criminalizes the private transfer of firearms and targets law abiding gun owners for persecution. It would make criminals out of law abiding gun owners for simply loaning a firearm to a friend or some family members. This bill would not stop criminals from obtaining guns because criminals do not comply with the law. The major issue is that the
0: only way they'd be able to enforce it is through some form of registration of all firearms, which bing, 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 bing. that is probably where it's going to fall on its face. However, uh, we still need to fight it and we, we can't, you know, <clears throat> we can't be complacent. The, the, the big thing, universal
1: background checks. Hi, Eric. Can I borrow a gun from you to go hunting this weekend? Oh, well, sure, Chad. Here you go. Woo-woo! right, both of us are going to jail. That's what they want. You can't loan a gun to somebody without going to a federal firearms license holder and transferring it there in person and paying a fee. And, and the, the thing I read about this is that the transfers are voluntary. So if you go to a dealer and you say, hey, I need to transfer a gun to my buddy to go hunting this weekend and then I need to transfer it back to me when he's done with it. Oh, I'm not going to. I don't want to handle that. I don't want all that extra paperwork.
0: Or or what's to stop the government from saying, you know what, we just don't want to issue a uh, federal uh, FFL anymore. We're not going to issue them anymore. What's this? You know, so there's <clears throat> all these loopholes that they can exploit to try to strip you of your rights and your ability to protect yourself and your family. So, as if that's not bad enough, 1112, H.R. 1112, would allow the government to arbitrarily delay firearm purchases for over 20 days mm-hmm. and make it much more difficult for law-abiding Americans to defend themselves and their families. So, i
1: guess got some more details about that in just a second. Go so, ahead. Well, um, hang on. I don't have the page pulled up. Um, well, it's, it, it's pretty scary to think about, though, because, you know, what what if... What if you've been involved
0: in some life-changing situation where you're f- afraid for your life, you got mugged or something, somebody tried to hurt you, maybe you weren't a gun owner and you want to own a gun to protect yourself. You had a near-death experience, somebody tried to rob you, somebody tried to hurt you. Or you're sending your, your daughter off to college and she needs a gun to protect herself when she's at college. Or you, you know your daughter's leaving the house and, and she's going to be out in the world on her own and, and she needs something to protect her household. So you mean... Mm. You're going to make that person wait for 20 days who needs protection now, and, and mm-hmm. if there's nothing that's barring them from owning that gun, mm-hmm. what kind of lunacy is that? It's just crazy.
1: Yeah, they they <laughs> literally want to make you a victim. Yep, and so, then punish you. It's just I, crazy. I know it's stupid. So just some specifics here. Okay, so well, HRA requires that loans, gifts, and sales of firearms, private sales of firearms, okay, be processed by a gun store. All right. Regular gun sales are already purchased by federal firearms license holders. You go to a gun store, you buy a gun, you fill out a forty-four seventy-three that is processed by the FFL to, you know, uh, allow that firearm to be transferred out of their inventory to you as a private citizen. After you leave that store, it is your property to do with as you so choose. It's private that's the property way it should be. Um, but uh, let's see. The same fees, paperwork, and permanent record keeping apply. Uh, as to buying a new gun from the store as it would be loaning, gifting, or purchasing it private uh, on the private market. Uh, if you loan a gun to a friend without going to the gun store, the penalty is the same uh, as uh, for knowingly selling a gun to a convicted violent felon. Uh, likewise, when the friend returns the gun, another trip to the gun store is necessary uh, upon pain of felony. So, like I said, if we wanted to loan a gun to each other under this legislation... We would not be able to without going to a gun store to do it legally. Otherwise, we would be felons. Couple of issues. One is, do you realize how much paperwork that would that would
0: cause? Much more paperwork. Okay, for one, it, it for one it it is an abnormally horrible burden for somebody to have to take on to do something like that. Two, it's way more paperwork and and grief that the average FFL is going to have to go through. They're already busy enough trying to keep up with the current crap that's out there. Three, keeping up with all that paperwork is going to be an absolute nightmare. And then four, when the the ATF inspectors are coming in to do inspections and audits of an FFL... It's, it's been rumored and, th- and been thrown around that they've been making copies of these FFLs and recording and reporting some of the data, which they're not supposed to do. Nope. The DOJ does not allow them to retain Information regarding ownership of firearms specifically to but tying it to a gun to an owner and keeping track of that data, but it's been rumored that that data is starting to be collected even though they're not supposed to do it they are but, and what this does, minute. what 1112 does is opens the door to that that thing being even more and you know what's going to happen, okay. They're going to have a bunch, they're going to have no knock raids and people are going to get hurt. They're going to have people signing off on warrants and putting uh, police officers in undue danger over bull crap that shouldn't even be a thing anyway. People are going to get put in jail or worse over something that shouldn't even be something to begin with, all because people need to protect their feelings, but my feelings, but we did something, but because reasons, but because we did something. Mm -hmm. That's not a good enough reason. You cannot restrict someone's gun rights because it hurts your feelings for people to be running around rampant with guns. That's just not how it works, okay? I mean, so what's next? I mean, what's next? So you give them this tiny inch, and they're going to take a freaking light year. Mm -hmm. And that's, you
1: know, part of it. there's some provisions. Ah, there's some. <laughs> I can't talk to uh, Bill uh, Bill Murray right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> so there's some provisions uh, in HR eight uh, to allow the temporary transfer of firearms to other individuals. Um, a partial exemption for immediate self-defense. So. A temporary transfer that is necessary to prevent imminent death or great bodily harm if the possession by the transferee lasts only as long as immediately necessary to prevent the imminent death or great bodily harm. Hey, you know, I think Johnny was going to come over here and kick my butt uh, maybe next Tuesday. Do you think I could borrow that there firearm until about Wednesday? I think I'll be all right after that. That Well, oh, oh I gave that gun
0: back and oh, he came on over on Thursday and he gave me a whooping. Why does it always have to be like rednecks? I don't know. Because we're rednecks. I don't know. But
1: that really? That how, is so. How asinine? in the world can
0: anybody enforce that? That's the issue. I mean, and who would enforce it? Nobody. So what are they gonna have these brown shirts that go around yeah. and, and do compliance checks? There's no way that they can enforce this. There is just no possible way for this to be enforced, even if it does get passed. Guys, yeah. we have to fight right. this tooth and nail. That's Uh, enough with that one. I'm tired of talking about that. Oh, my gosh. Man, you know, this could go way down the rabbit hole. But make sure you go over to the GOA's website. There'll be a link in the description box where you can contact your reps. And you can definitely um, voice your opposition to both of these. Mm. And uh, look, really what this comes down to, whether or not any of the gun rights groups will say it or not, what this is, is Pelosi flexing her flabby little muscle. Okay. And she's trying to show, yeah, I'm the speaker. And you better recognize, that's all this is, this is just political pandering to her base, is all this is. She's just trying to flex her muscle and make people think that she's important and she's the 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 head you know what in charge and it's all about her and she's doing something and she's appealing to her base, that's all this is. But we can't assume that we won't get some people dumb enough to vote this in. We We have to make sure that our reps know mm-hmm. That we definitely hate this idea, and nobody supports it. And the mainstream media has been putting out more erroneous lies and data, saying that oh, oh, all the NRA members support expanded background checks, and all the NRA members support uh, you know all of this stuff. Sorry, whatever. What are the top executives at the NRA support is not what the people support. That's right. And 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 pro- I think the last yeah. data that I saw was that ninety-two percent of polled AR members. Uh, uh, NRA members, now they polled the NRA, but I'm just going to mention that, that 92% of NRA members that were polled as to whether they supported assault weapons bans and whether or not they supported red flag laws and expanded background checks, over 92% of the people said, absolutely not, we do not support this. So I want to know, who is that 8%? Are they on the board of the directors? Who, who are they? I mean, it has to be somebody at the NRA that said, yo, yeah, I'd be all for that. All their first names are Elmer, and their last names are Fudd. We have to identify that 8% and remove them from the organization. (laughs) Um,
1: Ridiculous. Just saying. Ridiculous. All right. Hate me if you want, but the truth hurts. Some of the details on eleven, twelve. This is kind of, this is really weird. All right. So if you guys are familiar with the current process, we've described it and discussed it in the past. Okay, when you go to buy a firearm at a gun store, All right, if you have to submit to a background check because you don't have a carry permit, a lot of places if you have a carry permit, you don't have to go through the FBI background check because you've already gone through an extensive background check, okay? So you fill out the 4473 and you walk out with your gun. If you do have to go through a background check, uh, they submit your information to the FBI and usually the FBI gets right back to you within a few minutes, typically within 30 minutes. But sometimes it'll come back as delay, okay? So legally, currently, there's a three, it's a three business day period that they have to process that background check. If that background check is not processed within three business days, then you can come back to that gun store and you can pick up your firearm because the FBI isn't doing their job. And so basically, you, they want
0: to say 20 days instead of three.
1: Uh, I think it's, um, they, let's see, it would eliminate the three-day safety valve provision of the Federal Firearms Background Check System that provides government enforcement. Uh, I think it goes to 10 days. Pretty sure it said 10 days. Uh, Yeah. Uh, If an FFL initiates a check and does not receive a response from NICS, National Instant Criminal Background Check System, after 10 business days, the prospective purchaser may petition the FBI to permit the transfer to proceed. The FFL may not proceed with the transaction until an additional 10 business days have elapsed from the date of the petition. So you as a gun owner, you go to the store, you buy you get... Whatever, you either get delayed or they just don't process it, whatever the case is. You wait 10 days, okay? You you file a petition, okay? You have to wait 10 more days, all right? So if you get to a certain point, I believe there's a loophole in there where you pretty much have to start the entire process over. Let's um, see, so yeah, the additional 10-day business wait after the petition would make, uh, this is talking about like if you buy a gun on Black Friday, which is the largest day for purchasing anything, guns included. Um, see, the petition would make December 31st the first day that the FFL could transfer the firearm, but then that would be prohibited because the next check expired on the 29th. Because the National Instant Criminal Background Check System, those background checks expire after 30 days. Calendar days, not business days. Now, what if so, you have a, 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 a permit? Can you... use? Well, th- this doesn't affect permit holders right, because permit holders. You know, okay. most most states, if you have a permit, you know which should be constitutional anyways. But regardless, gotcha. you know you can walk out of the uh, store with your firearm that you purchased. You fill out a forty four seventy three four. Um, but the the problem the problem that they're describing here is the the uh, difference in calendar days and business days. Business days Monday through Friday. They don't count weekends. Calendar days it's every day. So you're talking 10 calendar days and 10 calendar days, but then 30 consecutive days, there's an overlap there, and it can cause problems, and it can prevent you as a law-abiding citizen and from exercising your Second Amendment rights going to purchase a firearm from a gun dealer. You could just get caught in this perpetual cycle where, oh, well, the FBI is not processing my background check, and I just keep having to start this process over. That has been a problem lately with NFA transfers. Like... Everything gets taken care of. All the information gets sent to the FBI, but then they're lazy in processing the Here's the fix. issue. So, the
0: danger of that is also, there's another thing that maybe people might not be thinking about is that sometimes, you know, a system can be perpetually made to be purposely inefficient. Okay? And that's mm-hmm. the issue. You look at Nix, for instance they could most certainly say, all right, you know what? Mm. By the way, we're just going to defund Nix, and we're going to make it where they have a skeleton crew and they're going to be so overwhelmed that they can't possibly, in a million years, do their job To the fullest extent that they need to be able to do their job just like they do with atf Hmm. and the whole processing of all this nfa paperwork they could easily say you know what we don't want people having this we don't want people doing it but because we can't make it go away we'll just defund it and we'll make it so horribly long and And difficult yes and difficult to do anything with that will make the, the system purposely inefficient. So it opens up the dangers of some bureaucrat, bureaucrat in Washington saying, well, let's just defund the whole operation and we'll just see how much they like that. And oh, well, yep.
1: it's legal because it's make by the letter it, of the law. Make it such a huge burden on people to exercise their right that they just don't. And that's what they're tri- they've tried to do with NFA. They've tried yep. to make this, the,
0: the wait mm-hmm. so long and so burden burdensome, bur- burden burdensome, <laughs> Burdensome. Burdensome. Bur- burden- burdensome. I can't say that word. But they tried to make it such a burden that you just simply don't want to exercise your right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to quote Martin Luther King. All right. A right deferred is a right denied. And that's that's the bottom line. If it's, if, if it's okay for me to own a suppressor. Now, granted, you know besides the point of, of being an illegal $200 tax on a right, you can't tax a right, but they do. Okay, and I hope we're gonna be able to get that dealt with because you're not supposed to tax rights, but yet they do. So $200 tax stamp aside, if it's my right to be able to own a suppressor and I'm allowed to own a suppressor and it takes me a year to get a suppressor, that's bull crap. Mm -hmm. They need to hire more people. They need to make the system more efficient. I guarantee you, if I was somebody wanting something from the government, and I was wanting some type of benefit or aid, or I was wanting something, they would try to make that process, oh, super, super convenient, right? When it when it comes to something that benefits mm. them and their constituents. Well, but when it comes to, to you exercising your rights,
1: oh, no, we're going to make that horribly inefficient because we don't want you to do it. Oh, yeah. Make, wrong. Make the process real easy to get on the government dole so they can control you. Make it very difficult to do anything that would go in the opposite direction. Nah. I mean, it's,
0: it's, it's scary to think yeah. that these folks can literally just defund the whole thing. And that, yeah. I think that's sort of an unintended consequence it, it is. that yeah, people mean, look, may not
1: consider. This, this has a, a pretty good, uh, a pretty good um, way of describing that. So absent this provision, the FBI would have less incentive to conduct the next checks in a timely manner. Okay. Moreover, the agency would have free reign to uh, indefinitely delay any transfers they deem either undesirable or for whatever political or purported public policy purpose they could concoct. Uh, This would turn all firearm sales from dealers into something akin to may issue licensing. Like in some states, they have may issue licensing for concealed carry permits. Like, yeah... I don't think we're going to give you a permit because eh, I don't like what you said here on on this letter to our um, you know uh, city council or whatever, or you did this, or I don't know. We're just not going to give you a permit. You
0: get a call from you know Joe blows uh, guns and they say, well, sorry, we haven't heard back. You just kind to of have to come in and restart the process. Oh, and by the yep. way, you've already paid for the gun, so we have to hold your money another delay, month. Delay you into oblivion. Yeah. I mean they and, and it may not be anything that the that the gun store itself has any control over and you know people are gonna be mad because they're like, dang, where's when do I get my gun? you know and <laughs> I mean It's this,
1: frustrating. This crap I <laughs> said in every video we've done so far on these new new uh, pieces of legislation that are coming down the pipeline. We're doing something. That's all these anti-gunners want their constituents to believe is that they're doing something to fight gun violence. Gun violence. How about just violence in general? I mean... How about you punish people when they do bad things? I mean, come on.
0: And you give good people the ability to stop people from doing bad things. How hard is that? They now, just these... want to be nannies and they want to regulate everybody to death. Mm. And, they, and they're all for free speech and free love and free all this and that unless you disagree with them. Then you're, you're, you're a horrible person. Yep. You're the cause of all their problems. So they, they, they claim to want all this stuff, but really they just want it for themselves and they don't want anything to do with you. They, they reject your reality and substitute their <laughs> own. Like Pelosi <laughs> said, I reject your
1: facts. What? Reject <laughs> the facts? No, 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 no. She rejects your facts, right? Your facts, not the facts, right? Your be, facts, right? Because because their facts
0: are doctored up to, to meet their, you know their their schemes. So, I guys, I hope it, you saw the fun in this video. But you know, it's no laughing matter. We have to make sure we contact our
1: reps, and these are out of committee too. Yeah. So these are out of the judiciary. I can't say that word. Judiciary. Judiciary. judiciary committee. Judiciary. So they're they're you know, kind of on the queue to go onto the floor of the house to be voted on by your representative. So contact your hold.
0: reps and complain and make sure you check the link in the de- description box <laughs> below. Can I
1: can't
0: the description box. I can't talk it's today. It's been a long day. I, it has been a long day. I'm starting I'm start to have some mental fog and some mental slurs. <laughs> my brain is outrunning my uh, my mouth here. But uh, make sure that you contact your reps. Make sure you check out the link in the description box below. Ugh. Make sure you're contacting all your people, guys. Yep. It's important. We can't sit on the sidelines. It's very important. Um, thank you very much for watching today's video. We hope you enjoyed it. I want to definitely take a moment to thank all of our Patreon supporters. All of the folks who purchase man cans or merch, product over on the website, all of those funds go right back into supporting our channel, allowing us to put this content out. Thank you so much for your patronage. Mm -hmm. um, Those of you who see value in what we do and you love what we do and you want to support us, those are the most direct ways that you can support us. Thank you very much for uh, all of your viewership. Have a great day. Much more content on the way. We'll see you soon.
1: See you guys.